Choose Your Perspective on Purpose. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast, interview land, drum roll. Choosing your perspective in every situation is a concept that frankly blows the lid off of life as most people know it because it gives us complete control over our reality. And while to some this is an exciting idea, to others it's way too much responsibility. And I don't always do this particularly well, but sometimes I do. And when I do, it's amazing the wonders it works in creating my perspective and changing it and thus in changing my life. Today, stay tuned to talk with Ryan Clarkin, a life coach who specializes in this very thing. Let's figure out how to do it. Ralph Marston said, what limits you is not the way things are. What limits you is the perspective you choose to see the way things are. Stories are our lives and language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with and making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. Ryan Clarkin is a business and mindset coach for entrepreneurs who are ready to live a life of their design. He specializes in creating a clear vision, mastering interpretations, and how to instantly change your life through changing your interpretations. So, welcome Ryan. Let's talk about how we can create better, happier stories by choosing our own perspective. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what has been your experience, Ryan, with this topic? Like, why did it become such a powerful topic for you? It brings me back to when I was in high school, thinking about really who I was and who I was, <laughs> who I perceived myself to be was this like kind of insecure guy who wasn't as confident around the ladies, was defining myself by my grades, got mediocre grades, therefore it meant I was mediocre. And you know, I had this identity and then I had this dream for success and this dream for greatness and this dream for the person that I could be, the person that I could become. And I knew that if I were to stay the person that I was in that moment in time, that I would never reach my goals. And that if I wasn't going to physically change, if my body wasn't going to physically change to become a Lewis Howes or a, you know, Ty Lopez or a Chris Lee, you know, like that, I wasn't, that wasn't going to change. Then I would have to use my mind to evolve who I was through perspective and through interpretation. So then that's what I began doing. And then I realized that our level of success isn't determined by who we are but it's who we decide to be and who we believe that we are and not about how life is and what opportunities there are. It's what opportunities we create, what opportunities we see and what opportunities we choose. So interpretation is everything. Okay. So you just said all of that and it sounds strong and powerful, but it also sounds really hard. <laughs> is it hard? Why do we want to do this and how do we do it? It is challenging, but what's harder is, is living a mediocre life. And so really I ask myself, what's the alternative? Like really, what is the alternative to be a victim of my circumstances? Most of us have a perspective, like it comes naturally. We're looking through the lenses that we have that create our life and we think that what we see is fact and there's no other way 
to interpret or see things. The reality is that's not the case. We can shift our perspective at any time. And yet, I think you get better at it with practice, don't you? It does take practice. It takes a lot of practice. It's something that you can choose in a moment, but then the next moment comes around where you know, you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off and you're reactive. So it is absolutely a practice and it starts with being committed to being the master of your own interpretation. So you have to be committed to like an extraordinary life. You have to be committed to your own happiness. You have to be committed to being, as some people would say, positive. This brings me back to something that I've struggled with in the past. It still comes up every once in a while and that's procrastination. Procrastination is pain avoidance. So procrastination is an interpretation. It's an interpretation that the task that I'm going to do is going to be incredibly painful, so I avoid it. And so I realized at one point that my success was being destroyed or sabotaged because of this procrastination. So first came my commitment, and I had to make a commitment to break through this procrastination. I had to make a commitment to move through the story that I made up of, I'll do it later. And then because I had that core commitment, what appeared to me was the language of procrastination, how it shows up in my life. And because I had that core commitment and I was able to become aware of the patterns, kind of take a step back and be the observer, then I gained power over that sabotaging behavior. So it, starts, it all starts with commitment and then it goes into awareness and choice. Okay, so take a real life example if you can, something from your life or somebody else's and show us like what that shift looks like. Let's say you're in a relationship and it goes badly, you're heartbroken and I mean there's genuine emotion there and you're seeing it, It's a you're in a dark space. What does a person do in that space to shift out of that, to, to see it differently? The first thing that they need to know is that there is a shift available because where most people suffer is they don't see that they can shift. They think, I feel the way I feel because this is just how I feel. And they're in that fixed mindset. So know that a shift is available and that there's new opportunities and new choices to be made. So let's say you're in a relationship and then it ends and it goes bad and you're heartbroken there's really a few interpretations that you can have from there. And one of them is my life is over. I'm never going to find love again, which that thought pattern is going to create that interpretation is going to create an experience, an emotional experience, an emotional byproduct of pity, depression, sadness. And that's the environment that's going to be created from that interpretation. So you can choose to experience that or you can shift and go, I'm free. Like, wow, like I'm free. There's a whole world that's available to me of new possibilities and new people that I can connect with. Are you, am I saying fake it if you feel heartbroken? Absolutely not. It's really important to mourn that experience, to process that experience, and then to choose a new interpretation because what you resist persists. Knowing that you have a choice versus getting stuck in this is how it is and I'm never going to find a partner again, experiencing that loss and then choosing a new interpretation and saying, oh, wait, I can find someone that was better, that was more loving. I can create the relationship that I want. And why would I want to be in a relationship that is toxic or that, it, that isn't meant to be? That's not fun. It's about creating a new choice instead of just falling into being a victim of, of what happened. What about 
I was just speaking with somebody on the phone this morning and her, she's raised her kids, they've been around her, they've given her a lot of her time and now their dad is moving back into town and they're starting to give him a lot of time and she's feeling um, competitive. So how does she make this shift in this situation? What are some other possible just perspectives that she could choose? So the perf- the perspective that she's having right now is a competitive perspective. She's making something up about herself because her kids aren't spending time with her. That's causing her to get defensive and that's causing her to get competitive. She's deciding that she's less than her um, father of her kids. And so then that is making her get competitive and and rise above. What's important to know is that you aren't what the world is telling you that you are. You are who you choose to be. So right now her experience of life, the world is telling her, her interpretation of the world is that I'm less than him because my kids are spending less time with me. So again, it's just knowing I have a choice over how I respond. And another choice, another alternative is being empathic, like really connecting emotionally with your kids' desires of, wow, they haven't spent much time with their father. How amazing is it that they get to spend more time with their father? Now I have time to do things that I wouldn't have done because I was with them and and I was spending so much time with them. So it's really a conversation of gain versus loss. If she, if she has a perspective that she's losing something because her kids aren't spending uh, as much time with her, she's gonna experience pain and she's gonna get competitive and fights and drama are going to be created. But if she can choose to create a new perspective, how she's actually gaining something, her kids are gaining the experience of spending time with their father, then she's set up to win. She'll experience happiness and joy and gratitude and love. And it's a whole new experience of life based on one choice. Thank you. It's, it's amazing what just a shift in perspective, how it can change how you interact with people and how you see what's going on around you, how you interpret things. I come back to the idea that it's hard, that it takes practice, that sometimes when you're in one of those spaces, I think the hardest thing sometimes is figuring out what is the shift I need to make? Do you have any suggestions for people on how do they find what that shift could possibly be? Yeah, it all gets down to what you're committed to. What kind of a life are you committed to? What kind of an emotional state are you committed to? Hmm. If you're committed committed to fulfillment, if you're committed to joy, and that's a, a core value. And anytime you ask the question of what is the next shift that I can make, then you'll shift towards happiness and joy. But if you aren't clear on what you're committed to, if you're directionless, then you ask the question and I don't know comes up because you have no inner compass of where you want to go. So first and foremost, really having your own happiness and fulfillment as a commitment. Then when you ask your question, questions are powerful. So if you ask a question, how can I shift so that I can feel better in this situation? The answer will come up. What doesn't work is when people start doubting themselves about their response. So the answer will come up and then they'll say, that'll never work. And then they're in the same exact spot where they'll are, or they question that question. Will that really work? And then they give up hmm. and then they never create the result. So it's a, it's a factor of trusting yourself too, of if you're in that moment and you can, and you have the awareness or you create the awareness to ask yourself the question, how can I have a better experience in this moment? And then you trust yourself based on the response and you shift into that, then you'll have that. But if you doubt yourself, you'll never get there. And a takeaway then, if you, if I were to say, Ryan, what are the, what are the final points that you would really like to make about this particular topic? What would those be? Create an inner commitment that you're serious about, about, how you want to experience life, how you want to feel day to day, what you want your life to be like. 
hold yourself that, to that commitment. Know that you are not your thoughts. You're the observer, viewer, and watcher, and guider of your thoughts. When that thought appears, you don't have to identify with it. You can actually see it, and then you can choose if that's empowering or it's not. And yes, it takes practice. Yes, it takes skill. It takes literally reprogramming your mind, knowing that you are not your thoughts, being aware, and exercising choice. So choosing an empowering interpretation instead of a disempowering interpretation that's going to back up your commitment, but it all starts there. Okay, so my vision for my life is one of joy and flow, fulfillment and connection. Okay, so that's my vision. So I wake up one morning and instead of feeling that, I'm feeling unmotivated and I'm feeling overwhelmed. And you know, we have all, as humans, we have all of these feelings that we have to deal with all the time. So you're saying that I go back to that vision, maybe I have it written down by my bed or something. I wake up, I'm not feeling it, but I read, okay, I my vision for myself is joy and flow and connection. And what do I need to shift right now to feel that? Exactly, and the error, the error that people make is they go, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so unmotivated? Why am I feeling tired? And they, they fall into that and they don't go anywhere. They get the answer. And it's like, well, this is why I'm feeling that way. And then they're like, of course. And they get addicted to the emotion. So asking yourself the question of what's the best way to get in flow right now? What's the best way to feel happy? What do I need? You find that answer. A lot of times, like people think because I'm a high performer and I create great results that I feel amazing all the time. Absolutely not. Uh, when I feel the tired or when I feel depressed, I'll ask myself, how can I shift out of this? Usually, I just need to take a nap for 30 minutes and I'm brand new. And so like I take a nap and then I go work out, have a little bit of caffeine, like some tea, and I change my state and I feel empowered. But if I don't take that nap or I don't listen to my body and I don't listen to what I need and I continue to push, push it away, then I'll work and then I'll be like disempowered when I'm working and then stories will start to come up like, I'm never going to create what I want and this and that. And so that resistance, it just creates a, a horrible environment for growth and empowerment. It's all in the question. It's all in the question. The question holds the answer. So whenever I ask myself, how can I feel better? The answer always comes in and then I trust myself and do it most of the time, 99% of the time. And uh, then the 1% of the time I learn that it doesn't work and that reinforces my inner commitment to feel great. So as I'm listening to you and also as I try this in my everyday life, something that really stands out is this is a crucial tool for success, for building the life that you want because we are all hit by those emotions, by the resistance, by the, the sense of or a lack of self, self-worth at moments, a lack of motivation, all of this stuff that everybody gets hit with off and on, even throughout a week's time, right? I mean, daily we're dealing with these things. On the other hand, I also want to acknowledge that I think this is an upper level tool. I don't think this is a tool that the weak or the undedicated are going to be able to master very well because it takes a phenomenal amount of focus and work and shifting out of spaces that we mostly want to stay in. You know, I mean, we, we get stuck into how we're feeling and especially if it's unmotivated, you're hardly motivated enough to get out of the unmotivation. So I think, I think the tool is 
a higher level tool that we're putting out there and giving to people. You can absolutely do it and you need to do it to live really big, um, but know that it's going to take dedication and time and effort. Yeah. And it's going to take being committed to your vision and having a vision that empower, empowers you and it excites you. The number one reason why people aren't motivated is because they have nothing to be motivated about. They're disconnected mm-hmm. from how they want their body to look. They're disconnected from how they want their health to be. They're disconnected for, from how they want their financial state to be. They're disconnected from what they see as the, the peak moment of their life and what they're working towards. And they're disconnected to what they see as their potential. And they're just existing. A car doesn't need fuel if it's going to stay in the same spot. But if a car needs to go across the country, it'll have fuel and it takes fuel to get there. So energy goes where energy is demanded. Mm. Brian, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for sharing your insight. I know that people pay you well for all of this guidance. So (laughs) (laughs) we're grateful to have you on here. Um, Anything you just you want to say in parting? Yeah, I appreciate every single person who's listening to this. Thank you, Lori, for uh, having me on the show. You're an inspiration and super inspiring to see you giving and contributing with this podcast on a regular basis and expanding and growing the minds of the people that are listening and sharing stories that just bring light to every person who listens to it. So thank you. Changing your perspective is about story. It's about the story that you create in your mind every day in every situation whether it's being stuck in traffic, whether it's an interaction with your family, whether it's something about your relationships or work. Every day we're creating stories about the situations in our lives. And coming to be able to be proficient with the skill of knowing that you need to shift when emotionally you're not in a space that is serving your vision or the life in a way that you want to live it is a phenomenally powerful story tool. So listen to this podcast maybe a couple times if you need to, to grasp the concepts that Ryan's talking about because they're powerful. And have fun out there this week telling your stories. Your challenge for this week is to practice shifting. Take one situation that's particularly hard for you that's causing you some emotional strain and figure out how you can shift that into an emotional space where you're seeing it differently and where you're making it work for you, where you're making it create emotion that's acceptable to the vision that you have for your life and share the podcast go out to www.loveyourstorypodcast.com and feel free to make comments on this on the website the podcast comes up underneath our comment boxes type in your thoughts and feelings we respond to all of our correspondence all of our emails and follow us on instagram and facebook Thanks for being a part of the Love Your Story podcast.